1: Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored. No holds barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya.
2: I'm ready for sex. I'll take just about any kind of sex. <laughs> but I'm really ready for sex with Jaya today. How about you, John?
3: Wow, uh, I don't know about that one. Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready really, but I've made the proper adjustments. So let's begin.
2: All right. So I am looking at this dish here that you made for me today, and I'm so disappointed because I thought you were going to make me cheesecake. I couldn't. I Tyra
3: Banks got in the way. T-
2: don't blame Tyra. I'm not blame blaming Tara her. Banks.
3: It's just that
2: you cannot get in the way of a woman and her cheesecake. <laughs>
3: Well, i tell you what I did. It's actually, it might be better. Okay. Because what I did was I turned the cheesecake recipe into a protein drink for you.
2: That doesn't sound very sexy.
3: But it is. It has all the same ingredients. And it's it's probably a little easier to digest.
2: Okay, so what am I looking at here? I'm so mistrusting of this, this uh, it's delicious. Of dish here. It's
3: It's the cheesecake recipe. And a drink.
2: So it's it's a liquid cheesecake. That sounds much sexier than a protein shake.
3: <laughs> it's a gooey, yummy. I'm
2: gonna call it the it's liquid. It's a creamy. The, the liquid, liquid Succulent. cheesecake in a, yeah, a in sure. a dish. In a parfait well, glass.
3: Well, you you just came home from a workout, right? Yeah. What did you need? You needed something easy to digest, and I provided that for you.
2: Okay. But today is also D Love's birthday. Happy birthday, D Love. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, that cake. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to share this out of the the parfait glass, D Love. This uh liquid love in a in a glass.
3: We can work on the cake later. I mean I got okay. half it's not half made, but yeah, the the whole thing with Tyra banks just put me off schedule.
2: Okay, well this tastes really good.
3: Yes, thank you very much.
2: What am I tasting? It's uh, cashews flavor. and coconut. Cashews, coconut.
3: Chocolate and chocolate, chocolate oil. Hello. Chocolate right oil, right
2: yep.
3: The chocolate oil is in there. Much, a lot of people don't know about that. It's got agave nectar in there to sweeten it. I had to use rice milk, um, and then I used rice protein for you, and it's got a ton of maca in there. Is there bananas in there? Oh, yeah. I, banana, I had to use banana, a banana to uh, get it nice and chilled for you.
2: So so we got Maka in there. So this ties in with our little topic today, which yes, is, is my sex life over? Which is why, I, I, you know, I'm saying I need sex because, you know, when we have a baby after the birth of our children, in my practice, I have seen 85% of my students are people who are no longer having sex or very little sex because, you know, so
3: they, they have come kids to you. and
2: people are exhausted. And there's they come
3: to of... you to have sex?
2: No. <laughs> they come to me to have to learn how to have better sex and to get their sex life going again.
3: You're not that kind of teacher, right?
2: No, no, not exactly.
3: <laughs> You're not a sexual surrogate?
2: So, so this has maca in it. Lots. And that's going to boost my libido. Because I'm doing a, a whole survey for postpartum sexuality. And... I'm, you know, finding out that the biggest problem women experience after having the birth of a child is really low libido.
3: So what causes that? So let everybody know um, what what's happening inside the body and inside the brain.
2: Well, basically, once you have the baby, your hormones drop. Like, I went to the doctor, and I had my hormones checked, and they had, like, no estrogen. It's, it's mostly your sex hormones, so and the things that are involved in that, testosterone.
3: During testosterone. pregnancy... During pregnancy, all the hormones are um, amplified, right?
2: Right, but then, of course, the day you have the baby, like instantly, they drop.
3: It's when the placenta is birthed, right?
2: Right, and then if you if you um, are breastfeeding, that that goes on longer, where your libido is dropped, and then some women also say that like they're touched out. But you know, I don't really What's see that? how they wait. can be touched out by their baby. Sometimes, like I don't really understand that one because, well, I'm not touched but, out. But but the reason wait, why I don't do is because What's... babies don't touch the same way as men men do. If your man knows what he's doing, then I don't understand why you could be touched out because the baby babies claw. They don't know how to touch. <laughs> like my baby, That's... at least he claws at me, and you know, it's like I,
3: I think what they I, mean I, is uh... that the attention they've just given so much attention to the baby that they just want their own space.
2: They don't want to be touched at all. I mean, it's just it's exhausting. A lot of people aren't sleeping at night, or if they're co-sleeping like we are, and then, you know, we have the baby in the bed with us. So, you know, there's definitely not not a lot of libido happening.
3: That's the number
2: one thing. So this this little drink here, you're saying, has something in it that's going to boost my libido?
3: Right. So the maca, once again, we we probably talk about this every week, but maca is a natural product. It's a root of a plant, and it helps all of your hormones to get where they're going. It makes them work better. It's an adaptogen. So if your body needs a little bit more estrogen, it's going to help the estrogen get to where it needs to go. It doesn't make more estrogen, or it doesn't make more testosterone or insulin or anything like that. It just helps them work better inside the body.
2: So so D love's falling asleep over here. I need to give him some. <laughs> it's not my libido, What's what's funny because like I don't really have the libido issue, even though my hormones are all low and everything. I have had a really high sex drive and I think it's just all the preventative measures that we took and also um you know, my frame of mind around sexuality. That is something that's really important to me, so I'm constantly working on it.
3: Well, let's talk a second just about, you know, because you, you and I define sex probably a lot different than other people because we could be very sexual with each other, and there's no penis, vagina penetration, but there's a lot of sexual pleasure. We might just touch each other. Um, it might be uh, a half-hour massage, and it can it can create a lot of pleasures. Or right? how
2: you like change the baby's diaper and fix the gate upstairs for me, and um,
3: <laughs> so you, know, you don't do the dishes
2: and all those things are a huge turn on to a new mom. You know there's there's that book porn for new moms.
3: Yeah.
2: And it's just like all things like men saying stuff like, "Honey, I'll do the dishes tonight and take care of the baby. You go take a bath."
3: Um, so I what do you think that things work? And to be serious, what do you think something like that does inside the body of the mother?
2: Well, I think it, you know, gives her a little relaxation, but it also is like, oh, he's helping me. Like it instead of creating resentment with one another, you're creating more of a connection and in I mean, women who have just given birth are so overwhelmed and we have so little help that it, you know, just those things is like, oh, he loves me. You know, it's like it's like a sign of affection.
3: Yeah, it's like activates the heart. And it creates a relaxation in the mom, and then when the body's relaxed, hormones can flow, sensations can flow, person can breathe easier, they feel better, they feel more alive, and therefore they can feel sexier.
2: So can this little shake here that I'm drinking give me some energy too? Because I think that's that's another big thing, like just the exhaustion gets your libido down and I know not just me, but my partner. You know, you got everybody's running around taking care of the baby. but, you know, we love we love our little man. But yes, but you know, it's just it's it can be really exhausting. So, can this also help with energy levels?
3: Right, it, it's going to help with energy levels. One because the maca is going to help with your insulin, so your insulin's not going to be spiking up and then dropping off. And it's loaded with nutrients that are easy to digest, so your body's going to be able to turn that into energy. Uh, really easily as opposed to like a cheese pizza or something. Hmm.
2: So it's, it's efficient in your body. It's like efficient fuel for your body. Yeah,
3: very efficient.
2: And we need that. New moms need that so much. New parents. just I'm, I'm going to stop saying just moms, but new parents need that. Yeah. You know, like efficient energy that's not time-consuming, that works well and, and really gets their energy levels up, and also their libido's up.
3: Yeah, and so when your body's energized and vibrant, it's your... You can feel sexier. You you feel better when you feel healthy. You want to share it. You feel attractive.
2: So John, where can people get these recipes of all your amazing yumminess? At our
3: website redhottouch.com and look for the ebook called yeah, You're Sexy First. When You Eat Like That.
2: You're sexy when you eat like that. Lots of libido boosting foods in that in that book.
3: So let's talk a little bit about our guest coming up. Yeah. Because she's been very important in our lives, hasn't she? She
2: has, and she's amazing. Her name is Elena. She's she's the filmmaker of the, the film Birth As We Know It and the website birthintobeing.com, which I highly recommend to go there and look look into. But, you know, Elena is just amazing. The first time I went to her workshop, we, we talked a lot about sexuality, and it was a birth workshop. And that's where I started putting two and two together that this epidemic that I see of so many couples who aren't having sex stems from the birth of their children. And it was it was a huge aha for me. And, of course, I ended up pregnant a couple months later. So any of you who are looking to get pregnant, Could well, there, I highly recommend taking a workshop. <laughs> <'cause>
3: <laughs> or stay away. No. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, So, oh, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. Something about when you said you put two and two together. Yeah, I just had a
2: huge aha when it came to, you know, the fact that something was going on with couples right after their children were born where maybe there was resentment created or was the man at the birth of the the child, you know what happened there that caused a disconnect, like I have people who don 't even touch feet under the covers anymore or but kiss what, or hug or any kind of intimacy
3: but there's a model in in our minds in in society around birth, and the whole thing that it 's painful it 's traumatic the the whole space that birth takes place in is it could it, it invites change right there's a lot that could really change and become more wholesome and gentle
2: we're going to talk about the power of the birth with elena when we come back
1: Welcome to Red Hot Touch. Jaya will be your guide into erotic education like you've never seen before. From her award-winning, best-selling Erotic Touch series, you'll learn touch techniques that will have your lovers writhing in pleasure and more than willing to return the favor. Jaya reveals her secrets for creating unforgettable sensual experiences. Learn over 100 techniques with the complete course. That includes erogenous zones, erotic massage for sexual positions, and more. Visit RedHotTouch.com to order or download instantly. Want to have behind-the-scenes access to some of the greatest minds of today? On Shift in Action, we feature leading-edge innovators who are building a more conscious, sustainable, and healthy culture. Host Stephen Dynan offers live shows with evolutionary leaders such as Deepak Chopra, Van Jones, and others who are creating new paradigms for conscious living. You can keep your finger on the pulse of the latest frontier work with our weekly transmission of inspired wisdom on Shift in Action, broadcast live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on Voice America tuned in to sex with jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 feeling shy send an email to jaya at miss jaya.com that's j-a-i-y-a at miss jaya.com now back to sex with jaya all
2: right we are back with and a guest that I am just so ecstatically happy that I have on the show today because her depth of knowledge around this subject is just unbelievable, and I've just learned amazing amounts of information from her. And she has an awesome film, Birth As We Know It. Go to birthintobeing.com to see her website, but you can also go to birthasweknowit.com to see a trailer of the film. So, hello, Elena. How are you?
5: Hello. I am very happy to be on the show.
2: Mm. Your voice is amazing. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) It just instantly relaxed me. (sighs) And D-Love is on with us now.
4: Yes, I'm here.
2: Happy birthday, D-Love. I just have to say, you know, since we're talking about sex and birth and all those good things, we're all products of sex. So this is the day that your mother birthed you into the world. Yeah.
4: Happy birthday. Thank you very much.
2: So, Elena, give us a little bit of background. Like, how did you get involved in the conscious birth movement and, and all of these things that you're you're teaching all over the world? I mean, I look at your schedule and, whew, you are everywhere.
5: <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a young actress in Moscow in the theater when I discovered this whole subject of how the formative period is affecting our whole life. And when I learned about the implications of our birth and and the nurturing period that follows right after it just didn't make any sense to me to continue doing something of less importance. So I left stage and dedicated most of my time and energy to educating women and promoting conscious procreation, which is not just about um, birth or any kind of particular birth, like water birth or dolphin birth, ecstatic birth, which is all, you know... icing on the cake my main message is about consciousness and procreation conscious conception conscious gestation and the birth of course and then very important first year of the baby as a conscious support of this new human being that is coming into our world slowly unfolding so this is uh, what I love doing and that's why I'm doing it (laughs)
2: thank you so when I went to the, I went to your first workshop and you talked so much about sexuality and there were so many things that um just were a huge aha for me and you know I just did a, a survey that was really proving some of, some of what I was seeing in my practice which is that like one in four couples are in a sexless relationship after having a child And I was talking to someone last week on the show, and they said they think it's even higher, that like 50% of people are not having sex after having children. What do you think is at the root of this, and what is causing this epidemic?
5: Well, actually, I think it's about 9% that are not having sex, because in your survey, it's only the women participated who are already... You know, we're interested in subject and we're willing to take survey. Most of the women out there on our planet are not even willing to share any details of their intimate life or, more accurate, the absence of intimate life in their life. And... um, I see it's about 90% of couples that don't have sex afterwards. See, your survey, I sent it into my newsletter, and uh, it's over 5,000 people that... Got a message to go to your survey, and my newsletter provider can show me the response. And it was only twenty-three people who actually opened the link to your survey. Wow! wow. So it's a very small fraction of the general population that participates in those surveys. So I would be careful in in um, quoting the one out of four because if anything, it's it's just. It's a true number just for your particular survey of people who are already involved in this kind of uh, activity.
2: Right. So, you know, I remember you talking about you know, even, like, women in Poland, like, just educating them about their own bodies. And, you know, here we are, we're giving birth. It's something so intimate. A baby is coming out of our body, out of, you know, the, the areas that are usually sexual. So what What do you think is, like I said before, What is what is the cause of this, like,
5: Yeah, anatomically, hormonally, um, women are not supposed to be sexual after giving birth. Before, we have all our bodily juices geared towards getting pregnant and uh, um, creating this new person inside our system. And then as soon as that person is extracted, eliminated from the body, the whole hormonal landscape changes and all our brain chemistry is now generating the amino acids that required to um, raise that baby, to nurture, to rest. It's either in nurturing, feeding mode or laid back, it's sort of everything is on standby when it, when the body needs time to rejuvenate and recover from such a major, major experience as playing God, basically, creating something that did not exist before. Mm-hmm. Is there a it's, typical uh, period of time? For the human body, it's a major experience in terms that uh, spiritually and emotionally, Having a baby is the most incredible, complex experience. But as far as the body, the the reptilian brain, you know, the physicality of the three-dimensional body, the body is freaking out about the whole thing because, really, it's an invasion. It's like a foreign army occupying the, the the your territory basically. So there is a lot of very, very complex um hormonal dialogues going on in every single part of the body that um a woman has to uh orchestrate and conduct and navigate and survive through this whole complexity.
2: And D love you had a question. What was that?
4: Um just if is there any kind of standard uh, period of time that that um you would say that the female body is not uh, genetically programmed to be having sex after giving birth
5: no because because it depends on so many factors first of all it depends on the pre-baby sexuality mm. it depends on what kind of relationship the partners had before then it depends on how does the man handle her not being sexual mm. That's a very, very big factor, because if the woman feels pressured and um, the man suddenly becomes uh, needy and whiny, which is a lot of situations that I see when uh, a man doesn't truly really understand, and he doesn't have a way of understanding really, truly uh Uh, no matter how much the man loves his uh, wife or partner, he technically cannot relate to what she just went through. Mm -hmm. So the man whose sexuality didn't really go through any changes, he experiences her withholding sex from him as that she doesn't love him anymore.
2: Right. And and Uh, so what I hear too often from women is that they're saying they feel very pressured by their husbands, and what I think that then creates is a lot of, into a lot of resentments, which sets the foundation for the for the new relationship after a child.
5: Exactly, and the whole point is that a woman went through a major life changing experience, and she is not the same woman anymore as she was before having a child. In case of empowering, beautiful, natural birth, she is now. Um, you know, she is not a blooming child. She is in full bloom. The
0: mm-hmm. woman,
5: emotionally and spiritually, after having a child, becomes a woman if she was a maiden before. And it's a very different everything. You know, her values are different, her self-confidence, uh, her... Experience of herself is very different, and if it was a very traumatic birth, she has to deal with postpartum depression and lots of emotions and feelings um, to to heal from what she feels like she missed something very big and important in her life—the um, birth that is supposed to be a woman's rite of passage as her initiation. She missed it. So her body is grieving the, the situation in which she feels like a failure. And she's not really allowed to talk about it because everybody just you know, hovering around and congratulations and everybody's.
2: There's an air of happiness around a lot of things, and just like postpartum depression wasn't allowed to be talked about, I feel like postpartum sexuality is even more taboo.
5: It's even more taboo, like sex in general, but postpartum sex, it's like how dare you think about yourself after having child. You're only supposed to think about your child.
2: Mm. Right. But, yeah, we have our partners, and, and D-Love has been really great um, with me You know, not pressuring me or anything like that because I just had my baby. If anything, um,
4: it's the other way around.
2: Yeah, it's the other way around for us. <laughs> I'm more like, I need more sex. <laughs> but I'm one of the rare, you know, a rare, I think I'm a bit rare in that, you know, because I've set up a good foundation there's the things that can help prevent this lack of intimacy after childbirth is, you know, like you said, Elena, that we we have to have a really good foundation beforehand. And then Ian was present with me through every moment of my labor. And, you know, we really set it up that the postpartum period, that he was very aware, we did a lot of educating, that there would be a time when I wouldn't be able to have sex with him. And to go slow as we reintegrated uh, our sexual life together um, that we really did a lot of prevention, and I did a lot of that based upon what I, you know, heard you say in your workshop around this topic. That um, you know, we just really need to pre- do some preventative measures. That where we we have a great sex life before we even have a baby, and doing that conscious conception bit, and and being really aware. I think awareness is a big key uh, of of doing some preventative measures. So, um, we're talking with Elena Tenetti-Vladimirova, and am I saying that right, Elena?
5: Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) And and she has an awesome
2: film called Birth As We Know It. It has 11 natural births in it, and just an amazing film. And you can see a trailer of that at birthasweknowit.com. We'll be right back.
1: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Red Hot Touch. Jaya will be your guide into erotic education like you've never seen before. From her award-winning, best-selling Erotic Touch series, you'll learn touch techniques that will have your lovers writhing in pleasure and more than willing to return the favor. Jaya reveals her secrets for creating unforgettable sensual experiences. Learn over 100 techniques with the complete course. That includes erogenous zones, erotic massage for sexual positions, and more. Visit RedHotTouch.com to order or download instantly.
0: Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour
1: in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective. That'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings. So obviously, they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen, Hodge the Owen Hodge Show. The Owen Hodge Show. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now, back to Sex with Jaya.
2: So, I am always using things in my own life to... I, like, like love experimenting on myself when it comes to these things. So, you know, I had a baby, and he's five months now, and um, D-Love and I have been just playing with all these things all through my pregnancy and just doing preventative measures and, and then when we started entering back into our sex life after having a baby, one of the one of my biggest worries was around the fact that my breasts were leaking, um, other than is it gonna hurt and, and some of the other issues, but but he was so great, I mean just like we went really slow and he would do things to make me feel really comfortable like when my breasts were leaking he would, uh, he would like taste my breast milk and you know it seems, it sounds so taboo talking about it but that those first couple times were just really so so wonderful that I feel like they set the foundation for things to really improve. And then I started having actually, like, my tear got a keloid scar, which caused a lot of pain, and that's a whole other story of healing my scar tissue. But um I am I think that D-Love and I are having really great sex. It's not as often as I would like it to be. What do you think, D-Love?
4: <laughs> I think that's uh, uh, true, an understatement.
2: An understatement?
4: <laughs> All of the hectic things that come along with... Um... Is a changing world and a new baby create a whole new uh, need to find a new equilibrium of how to balance schedule and time, and the co-sleeping throws another loop into our sex life and all that stuff. So there's a lot to negotiate, but uh, we we definitely could uh, use more intimacy time.
2: Right, and I'm looking around our bedroom too, and like you know, we've got a drawer full of baby clothes that's spilling all over, and the the diaper changing pad is in the bed. Oh, that's and, sexy. You, we've got the baby swing in here and you know, it's just not a very sexy environment. I think we can do a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're we're on with Elena and we are talking about sex after having children. So, Elena, you know, just hearing some of the things I'm talking about here, I think about all the things that we could give women to help, you know, not just women but couples you know, what things can they do around helping them to regain their sex life, like helping her regain her libido? And I know this is a lot going on about this question, but any other, like, techniques or pelvic floor exercises, anything that might help after giving birth to reintegrate their sexual life?
5: Well, first things first, the communication before the baby comes the couple needs to be aware that this change is coming and they have to discuss the plan B, plan C, plan D, what would work for them if they know that... Um, this situation will arise inevitably, that she will be in a different world and he will be still as horny as ever. Um, <laughs> we can discuss, you know, what would work for that couple. And in a sense, what works for one couple does not necessarily would work for another because couples are a different degree of their own sexuality, how much they explored the other and what tickles the other before the baby comes before they got pregnant, also their different degree of openness to recruit help from a third person um, their different degree of comfort of discussing the whole issue at all, and if they are not even open to discuss this issue before the baby birth. Oh, that's a doomed situation, really. Right. We have to open the communication line and have to be aware that the world as they know it will change, will end with a a new arrival. So first thing is make each other comfortable with talking about these things.
2: So, for example, I I want to delve into your little plan, like plan A, plan B. So, like, for example, could a plan A be something like, you know we're going to take this much time you know for your healing and you know i'm 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 going to take care of my like the man saying i'm going to take care of my own needs during that time until you feel ready and then we'll go slow like that would be a plan a and then plan b might be um you know ian and ian and i or d love and i are are polyamorous so we may invite like another woman into our this is really taboo really going out there invite another woman into our relationship for that time um to meet his sexual needs or you know if he had if he wants to date other women
5: um, right and we as a society really don't have an issue for this really huge big problem we don't have a solution as a culture because in ancient traditions that where actually the concept of hands came from when a woman had a child a man would just take another wife and uh, you know don't leave her alone don't bug her and that worked for a while but then the problem with that model is that a woman is done as a woman after she had a child, you know, because he keeps getting new wives, and she feels like she misses the boat. So that doesn't work for women, even though it works for men. Um, Yeah, if it would work to include third, fourth person, yes. If it doesn't, then there has to be discussed some other kind of plan. For example, when a woman understands that he still has needs and she is willing—that's the big one. She is willing to actually pay attention to him, right. because for a woman, it's a the center of the universe is the baby. The man becomes sort of a provider and the space holder. You know, he is there to to help and support, and she has really very little consideration, <laughs> mainly, about his needs. What I'm observing from around the world, the stories that I'm hearing, is that women underestimate the man's needs. They have to have sex to feel loved, to feel connected, mm-hmm. and when women are just focusing on the baby and ignoring the men, well, guess what's going to happen?
2: I think, too, it's important to address that it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, sexual intercourse. I think also what's important is that there's some kind of intimacy.
5: Absolutely, you absolutely. Cuddling, there's so you know, many ways to, to take care of you, man. It's just, even if you don't want to, uh, like, if you don't burn with desire, you know, a woman doesn't always have the burning desire to do dishes, but she still <laughs> does it. Just because it needs to be done. You know, some things we just have to do because that's what needs to be done. And even if she doesn't feel like it, sometimes she just needs to um, make time and find it in her to stop, stop, slow down and pay attention to the man's needs if she is not willing to include some other person to do that.
2: Right. And I think sometimes if we get our libido going, then, you know, like, like D-Love, you, you often say that you sometimes don't feel like having sex, but then once you start getting going...
5: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if a couple takes time and they Make space for it and they start with gentle kissing, caressing and just being together and cuddling without having to be pressured and and feeling guilty and see the problem is that when a man thinks that, okay, I'll give you two months and then everything will be sex as usual, well, sometimes a woman doesn't come back for two years. yeah, Sometimes I think, I mean, there's a whole it, lack of, um, uh, have right. a way of predicting how long it will take. And by the time she gets back into her normal hormonal, neurobiological, sexy being, the ill dynamic between them is established with all the guilt tripping, with all the blame and shame and, uh, all the hurts that were spoken while, He needed sex and she didn't want to. And um, that ill dynamic does not allow her to come back to him. Mm -hmm. When she comes back into her sexual sense, she would either suppress it and completely deny it to herself or she will fall in love with somebody else. That happens all over the place.
2: Yeah, I see that in my my research as well. What were you going to say, D-Love? I heard you piping in there.
4: Yeah, I, I just think there's um, so much of a sense also around sexuality of there's some place to get to. but You know, the, the big O, the big orgasm right. is what is understood to be sexual intimacy. And there are so many other ways to explore and to be with and to listen to and hear each other as partners um, that don't result in or- an orgasm. Um, it's it's pretty easy for each individual in a relationship to care, take care of their or, their own orgasm. But if all of that connection and intimacy uh, goes by the wayside because of demands or um, uh, ignoring each other or being solely focused on the baby, I think that's the, to me, that seems like that's the, the very difficult area to repair or recover from.
2: Yeah, I also think that, that you know, you're right on the money there with, the repair and the recovery, why not just nip that right away, you know, so you don't have to deal with it later. Or like Elena said, you know, the woman just goes and finds someone else or so the man finds someone else. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really, really important, the topic that we're talking about, even though it's it's a little bit, I feel like a little bit taboo out there, the, the mom being someone who's sexy. And, and you know, just I think the way we're doing it, do love, you know, of course. I think we're doing really well. <laughs> and, you know, my libido is really high. I feel great. Um, and and we just do little things every day. Even if, like, he's doing the dishes and the baby's resting, I'm going up behind him and kissing him on the neck and and grabbing him around the waist or giving him massages. And, like, the other night you came in and we just – sat and and kissed at the side of the bed and touched each other's genitals a little bit and then went (laughs) off. You know, it wasn't like we had to take hours to make love. It was just that little bit, and it's like foreplay up until the time when we do have time to enter into intercourse.
4: So. I did I did not touch your genitals.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was there, I think <laughs> uh, so we're talking with Elena Tanetti Vladimirova and she has an awesome film called Birth As We Know It. You can see a trailer at birthasweknowit.com. And we'll be back to talk more with Elena.
1: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll free right now at 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. That's it, that's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Red Hot Touch. Jaya will be your guide into erotic education like you've never seen before. From her award-winning, best-selling Erotic Touch series, you'll learn touch techniques that will have your lovers writhing in pleasure and more than willing to return the favor. Jaya reveals her secrets for creating unforgettable sensual experiences. Learn over 100 techniques with the complete course. That includes erogenous zones, erotic massage for sexual positions, and more. Visit RedHotTouch.com to order or download instantly
0: The Unique Daily Show. Listen for Mitchell John in the morning. Mitchell will bring you news, sports, and stock news from yesterday. You'll hear interviews from high-profile figures from the world of sports, entertainment, politics, and authors. Mitchell will talk to people throughout America. This is a show that throws right down the center. It's fun, information, and yes, even a little bit of music. Catch Mitchell John in the morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Voice America and Thursdays on the Voice America Business Network.
1: You're tuned in to sex with Jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own please call 1 866 472 5788 that's 1 866 472 5788 feeling shy send an email to Jaya at miss that's J A I Y A at miss Jaya now back to sex with Jaya
2: so we were just talking a little bit about fertility during break, and Alina, you have some things to say about it. I, you know, I took your workshop and I was pregnant just like a couple months later, so you have some kind of magic around this.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the focus of the work, the birthing field. So I don't have a whole bunch of experience with infertility, but what I realized that a few dozen of women that went through my workshops As a secondary result, all ended up being pregnant within the first to second month. And um, it just gives me the idea that um, infertility is somehow related to their own birth trauma. Hmm. So there is somewhere a taboo in the body for procreation.
2: You know the thing I came out with after taking your workshop the first time? was that I was not allowing myself to have sex for pleasure like sex was okay if i was having a baby like i had the I, like i would have these amazing orgasms when i was thinking that i was making love to have a baby but if i was just doing it for pleasure there was still like a lot of tension in my body and after taking your workshop i let go of that tension around just having sex for pleasure and that's when i got pregnant <laughs>
5: so <laughs> go figure.
2: it <laughs> <laughs> Rel- release some shame there and um had
5: you know got right pregnant. i never worked directly with is- infertility issues but i just noticed that all the women who were trying spending hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to do artificial insemination they all got pregnant mm-hmm. after the workshop when you just relax into being in your own body and it gives the body permission to do what it's supposed to do
4: mm-hmm. mm.
5: Uh, but I just thought of another very important thing about postpartum sexuality, breastfeeding. Right. I know that many women reported to me that when they were breastfeeding, it they felt aroused. And that's another biggest taboo to talk about. And now that we're breaking all the taboos, I'm <laughs> going to talk about it. Breastfeeding is the surest way to r- r- regain... Um, libido, it's very, very normal to feel aroused while breastfeeding.
2: Yeah, I was thinking that a lot of women probably shut down their sexuality because yeah. breastfeeding is pleasurable, that all of a sudden they get confused and they're like, I have to shut down.
5: Yeah, the, and they feel uncomfortable and, and inappropriate, and it's really the most... Um, healing experience because all those juices start flowing and the trauma to the pelvic floor that was acquired during birth it's the magical healing wand during a breastfeeding to feel all those juices stirring up mm-hmm. <laughs> down there mm. yeah
2: yeah i even i was on a f- uh, mama's forum, and there was one woman who was talking about she was breastfeeding her baby and having sex with her husband at the same time, and I thought, oh, that's even taboo for me, (laughs) you know, like, I couldn't believe that she was speaking out in public about the fact that she was, you know, having sex while she was breastfeeding her new baby.
5: Well, believe it to not uh, neurobiologically, for the body, it's not a taboo. It's the sweetest, most incredible experience to combine the two, Mm. and the baby feels all that bliss and all that pleasure, and um, the breast milk is flooded with oxytocin. It's just, you know, it doesn't really get any better than that. <laughs> right,
2: Right. yeah. It's interesting to me that all the same hormones that are involved in, like, the sexual response, like oxytocin and dopamine and some of these really feel-good PEA hormones are also involved in um, the second stage of labor, and also, you know the breastfeeding, you know all of it's sort of tied together. the The sensuality of the thing that brought the baby into the world is the same thing that feeds the baby um, during labor and delivery and also during the postpartum period.
5: See, all the taboos are man made. All the taboos are coming from the cortex. Our juices are flowing from a completely different place in the brain. It goes from reptilian brain when it comes to sexuality and breastfeeding and giving birth all these areas are governed from a completely different part of the brain and it that part of the brain doesn't have access to logic or cognitive functions of knowing what's inappropriate it just you know feels the mm-hmm. the the flow of of creative juice and it just goes with it you know <laughs> and <laughs> You like, have to stand in the way. This, you have a workshop. No, 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 go out. back. <laughs> it's exactly all that go go back. That's what makes us infertile and uh, sterile and frigid and impotent and um, not being able to fulfill our life's purpose and mission and live up our dreams.
2: Mm, I love that. I love you. <laughs> Okay, so I want you to I want you to get your information about your workshops in though. So, you are teaching at the ASEP conference, that's the Association for Sexual Energy Practitioners. So, I'm excited to hear you speak at that because I will be at that and we'll be doing a show from that uh, conference. But you also have a workshop coming up you were mentioning. Can you tell us about that a little bit?
5: I am teaching Birth into Being workshop this next weekend in California in Chica, and then a few of them on the east coast in October this year in Maine in New York and in Pennsylvania and then all next year I'm abroad I'm teaching apprenticeship training in Australia then in India then in five European countries I'm all over the globe
2: (laughs) oh my goodness so we can find out more about Elena's workshops at birthintobeing.com correct? yes so registering, you know, I I I have taken let's see birth into being one, I think twice and then I did your apprenticeship program, so and D-Love also came with me. So, you know, guys out there definitely are welcome, right, Elena?
5: Absolutely. I have a high percentage of men in their mid 20s now. They're not even married, they're not pregnant, they're just wanting to prepare for Um, their own life and they come to those birth shops to clear their own residue, to heal their own birth trauma and it works amazingly. On my website I have testimonies from a lot of people and video clips from um, trainings and so there's a lot of information on Mm birthintobeing.com
2: Thank you so much Elena for being with us today. The time goes so fast and I feel like we could just jabber on forever about all these amazing things that you have to teach and just I just want to thank you too because I think that the the things that you're teaching in the conscious birth movement and all around the world it's just been really amazing to have you so
5: thank you you're welcome, the pleasure was mine Mm -hmm. and uh, to conclude what I was trying to say is that there is really not one thing that would work it's a combination of everything, paying attention, being conscious about it, proper nutrition, adequate rest. There are so many different aspects that make our lives healthy and strong, and then our babies wouldn't have to live with two frustrated parents who are constantly nagging and screaming at each other and raising a baby in separate homes because they were not able to meet each other's mm-hmm. needs.
2: That is so well said, and happy birthday, dear love. Thank you. Thank you again and again and again. And, Elena, that was just, I could not have said it better. It is a combination of many, many things, Um, you know, like you said, and um, I hope to share more of this information with the world as Sex with Jaya continues. Stay tuned with us next week. We'll have on Helen Fisher talking about chemistry between two people and All those yummy things.
5: I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. (laughs) Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
0: its staff, and manage.